Good morning, Podswa. On this special edition of the Victorious POD, we have a guest host to help carry Walters throughout the whole episode. Together, they'll talk about undefeated NFL teams, winless NFL teams, and a certain team that got bit by the COVID-19 virus. All of that, plus the fantasy football topics relevant to the Victorious Secret Fantasy Football League. The Victorious POD starts right now. Oh, I'm getting pumped up. What up, what up, Pod Squad? Good morning, good morning. I am Walters. Sitting next to me, I have Josh. He's actually really not next to me. He's actually in Big Lake. Josh, say hi to everybody out there in YouTube land. Hi to everybody out there in YouTube land. All right, so this is a special Saturday morning edition of our podcast. Um, Some of you might be asking, what happened? Where is Jack? Why is there a picture of Josh's face over Jack? Did Jack die? Jack is not dead. It's a takeover. (laughs) Jack is not dead. He is up north with his boys having his um, bachelor party. I think they're somewhere up in a cabin in Mora. I don't know if the city is correct, but they are definitely up north. That is correct. And they are enjoying just uh, a weekend of uh, debauchery and fun. So have fun. Stay safe up there. Um, This is the Victorious POD. I'm Ryan Walters. Like I said, this is Josh Mitchell uh, filling in for me. Josh, we are so happy to have you here with us. Uh, Pretty soon this music is going to end, so we we can stop listening to it. I just want to say thank you to all of our... I just want to say thank you to all of our fans who are here watching us now. Um, I would like to extend a big thank you out to Jack this week for putting together most of our show notes. Jack, what you do is amazing, and I'm so happy to have you as a partner to be able to have you uh, help contribute to our show like you do. Um, Hope to see you next week here um, on our regular streaming time. I'd also like to thank Garlic Johnson. He has helped us here at the podcast with some of our technical stuff we always bounce ideas off each other garlic much appreciated levi oki thank you so much for this awesome artwork i know that i just butchered it by putting josh's face on it actually i probably improved it that's no shot at you you did amazing job um you can find levi oki on instagram at levi oki illustration um thank you thank you so much how you can find us you can find us here right on youtube if you don't want to watch us on YouTube, you can find us on Anchor. Uh, Anchor will obviously put us out to um, uh, that Spotify app. And um, I'm working on trying to get us out to other platforms. Um, <sighs> Josh, have you heard of this thing called the Podcast Wars? Um, I mean, back when it was relevant before... Um, the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix podcast it went undefeated 2-0. and 
three and zero. Well, your guys' two and zero streak might be coming to an end because last weekend there was a huge, huge shift in the momentum uh, of the victorious POD. We pushed out. A, I'm sorry. When I say we, Jack and I, we pushed out links to all of our friends and our families, and we just want to say thank you so much for subscribing to us. We were able to collect. 36 subscribers this week and we had 81 views on our youtube video last week that is amazing thank you so much please continue to support us push out our link push it to your friends if this is worth it to you it might be worth it to them please please push out our link and we'll get into more how you can interact with the show later on josh is anything new or exciting going on with you uh, not really. Just going back to the topic at hand of podcast wars and how we should probably be afraid what we like to call the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix podcast is a consistent contributor to the fantasy football world. Now, Walters, this is a great podcast. We'll give you that. You've got the following. You've done the marketing and obviously sent out the links. We have done zero marketing work whatsoever. We haven't distributed it to our friends, haven't distributed it to our family, just our league and then those of us you know, that listen to it, maybe through word of mouth. We've gone strong for four years now, and this is the third iteration of the Victorious POD? That is correct. So we've got consistency, and as, as we know in Hidden Oaks, consistency is key. Oh, I, I agree. Um, so when we're talking about podcast wars, there are many facets to who is leading different categories of, of the podcast wars. When I say you guys are leading consistency, you guys have great flow. You guys, um, you and Garlic work well with each other. I mean, it's just a real natural conversation. I feel like I'm listening to for the whole hour. And then when we're talking about like Alex's podcast, the production value comes in. I'm talking about like awesome sound drops, great sound quality. I mean, and that's where they're winning in the podcast wars. This is just one section of the podcast wars that the Victorious POD took a giant leap in. And we hope to keep bringing you super quality content and I'm glad that you were able to uh, plug your own podcast on this podcast. We'll actually let you plug it again later. Um, is there anything right, else that enough. you want to talk about before we uh, before we get going? No, I'm I'm I'm, I'm ready. I'm I'm probably the last person anyone would ever expect to co-host if they've ever listened to our podcast because I'm usually the one that about 15 20 minutes in I'm saying let's wrap it up. We're gonna go through this quicker. Than what Jack does. Jack does a great job breaking everything down. We don't have to go that long. Uh, you're doing us a great service by dropping in and help hosting me in this spot. Uh, I ran into an issue with my car last Thursday as well, which is why we weren't able to podcast last Thursday. So I'm just happy that you're able to step in and um, yeah, co-host with me. So, all right, like I st stated earlier, how can you the listener get involved there are many many ways you can email us we have an email at victoriouspod at gmail.com you can leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash the victorious pod we have a voicemail that we will get to later on in the show you can follow us and leave us a comment on twitter at victorious pod or if you want you can hop into the chat here and uh you can interact with us live and we'll we'll shout out back to you guys uh, also, make sure you follow us and sub uh, subscribe to us on YouTube and leave us a comment on each of the episodes. And we will try and get back to you um, as soon as we can or not as soon as we can. We will we will address it <laughs> in the next episode. Speaking of YouTube comments, we do have one YouTube comment coming from um, 
one of Jack's buddies. I'm assuming he's in another league. He says that he wants us to do this more often. And we should ask how Jack is doing in his leagues. And that can be the one of the nicest things I've ever heard anybody ever say to us. Please do it more often. And I would love to do it more often, but I think my wife would kill me if I told her that I was streaming multiple times a week because this takes up enough time in my life. So I don't know how your wife would feel about that if you were doing that multiple times a week. Um, I, Jack put in the notes here that he's in five ESPN leagues and... Um, with uh he's also in a uh he's in an nfl app league he's in a sleeper league he's in a guillotine league and he's doing the dfs play along with the hood pod so that's i don't know how many different ones but he's i guess he's seven and nine in all of his leagues i guess he has seven leagues and he is seven and nine in all of his leagues um oh, i'm sorry he's seven and nine in all of his espn leagues he's one and oh in his nfl league He's two and one in dynasty, and he's the top scorer. He was the top scorer. Oh yeah, in the uh, in the hood league. So yes. Jack is just throwing that out. He's just trying to boast his his stuff. We don't have any emails. We don't have any Twitter messages. So we're just gonna get on to our new segment called NFL Bits and Bites. Josh, are you uh, eating anything? Do you have anything to snack on? I know you guys like to do this in the hood podcast. Yeah, we like to call it the Fan Tasty Zone. That is correct. And uh, at this point, no, um, I, I had eaten the snacks that I had prepared for this moment um, prior to this because um, we had to get some things set up and I got hungry. But I do have an energy drink that probably isn't the best thing to drink after having a pre-workout just a couple hours ago, but who needs hearts? That is correct. I, on the other hand, have a great cup of coffee made by myself my wife made me some apple bread i will be munching on this it is delicious mm. delicious and moist i also have gatorade in case my uh well if i get hungry i have gatorade and well if my voice goes goes to hell i can drink some of that as well all right so it's week four in the nfl josh according to jack the NFL has never opened a season at a scoring pace, 24.7 point average, which is 22 high, 22% higher than the last two decades. What are your thoughts on that? All this extra scoring, do you like it? Is it good for the NFL? Well, I, I guess yes and no. I mean, well, it's hard to say just because of COVID and everything that's been going down preseason. Um, but at the same time, it makes for a more fun fan time or yeah more fun for the fans uh just right. because you know everybody wants to see the scoring um so i don't know i mean i feel like without the preseason it hasn't necessarily hurt the game um but i do understand the benefit of it with seeing players that you probably would never see be see on the field before some guys like um philip Lindsay, um um, some of those undrafted guys who come in and, and make waves in preseason, they're the ones that are hurting right now, not necessarily the fans. Right, yeah. Uh, definitely missing preseason. Um, all these injuries stacking up not only are hurting our fantasy teams, which is not the most important thing, but for the players themselves, I just think it puts them in an um, unsafe environment uh, when they can't get ready for for the season. COVID makes its way into the NFL. The, we've been watching all week if the Minnesota Vikings are going to get bit by the Tennessee Titans since the Tennessee Titans keep um, testing positive. Um, what what were your thoughts going through the week um, just hearing about how many staff members and Titans players kept getting COVID? 
Um, I was just wondering if they each kissed the bus driver that took them to the airport. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, every day that you look up and you see all these uh, notifications coming through on your phone that uh, two more Titans players, three more Titans players, and now last the last uh, update on Friday was that if there are any more uh, COVID-19 uh, positive tests, that the Bills and the Titans game next week might be in jeopardy so we are going to hold on and see uh how that plays out um the chiefs apparently i feel are like looking... it's a domino what's that i feel like it's a domino oh yeah um just with this whole starting because if the bills game needs to be um postponed that's i mean they got really lucky with how the bye week worked out for them um with the steelers and titans and then the ravens as well um and so they can move that pretty easily. But with the Bills game, having to shift that around, the, you could tell that there's been no contingency plan for this sort of thing. Um, hopefully it stays contained. Um, I don't think many people will be upset if the Tennessee Titans just get ixnade from the NFL this season. They have 31 teams. Does that mean certain teams would have two bye weeks then, or would you just cut your your season by one? No, I'm just, I was kidding. I was just saying... <laughs> Kick him out. I just wanted to know, no I just wanted what your plan was going forward. If you kick the Titans out, <laughs> All right. no, no, um, it was it was a joke. And and I like how in your notes you say Titans ruining it for everyone when it was the Minnesota bus driver. It's Minnesota. Trump got COVID after coming to Minnesota. Titans did. Houston Astros did. We're a hot spot. Is it confirmed that the Houston Astros got bit? I don't know. They had the same bus driver as the Tennessee Titans, though. So they're kind of, um, I think they're playing it safe as well. But gotcha. we'll see. I'm sure that news will break sometime. Sometime, yeah. All right. Skipping forward a little bit. Jax said the game of the week to watch was the Steelers and the Titans. Um, I don't think so anymore. That's not happening. Uh, the game of the week to avoid was the Broncos versus the Jets. Um, but that one already played, and there was actually some good fantasy output. But I. That. that was actually some good fantasy output for Melvin Gordon on the Broncos game on Thursday night. Uh, we're going to just move forward here. We're going to go talk about the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Minnesota lost a heartbreaker of a game 30-31. to uh, On the positive side, Josh, Cook had a career-high game, and so did Justin Jefferson. Uh, what did you see in those two players this week? Uh, I mean... I was surprised that that was Cook's career high. Um, he had a couple long runs, and, and you'd think that the Tennessee Titans defense is a little bit more stout. Um, but I, I believe they're dealing with a buttload of injuries as well. Justin Jefferson was impressive. Um, he had a couple really nice routes. Um, Cousins, I, I'm, I'm looking at uh, who is, these are probably your notes, but he did look better. Um, but and and I think I texted Garlic this that the Vikings the Vikings played to win that game for fifty nine minutes, and that last drive that last minute is why they lost because there was zero effort by who by the offensive line or just by everybody in general? I mean in general yeah um, it was it was just bad overall um, that offensive line was like a turnstile. Um, I was going to make a joke yesterday. I know Jack had made a comment on our YouTube page for our podcast, Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix, for those of you who haven't heard yet, um, that uh, uh, 
since I look like Gardner Minshew, who does garlic look like? And I didn't get a chance to say it, but garlic looked like the offensive line for the entire Minnesota Vikings. Probably wow, has the same skill level. Wow. All right. Um, so <laughs> I'm just going to move on. The, the Vikings offensive line is terrible. Our defense looks even worse. Um, I don't know if it's going to get any better this weekend against the Texans. Josh, how do you see... How do you see our defense holding up against what could be an electric offense for the for the uh, Houston Texans this weekend? I guess I uh, I haven't been. I, I think they're only a weapon at this point is Deshaun Watson. David Johnson has had flashes, but he's not. After week one, he hasn't had kind of a defining moment like he did with that opening run um, or his opening touchdown. Um, I mean, he's still kind of a shifty running back and. Minnesota seemed to handle Aaron Jones well. I would think Aaron Jones is on a higher level than David Johnson at this point in David Johnson's career. Um, but I do, I don't know. Just because I mean the number of injuries on your guys' defense is pretty um, insane, and so. Um, but I don't think the wide receivers are going to be as tough as the ones that you guys have played so far. No, I don't think so either. I think we're going to be able to move the ball around a little bit. <clears throat> I think Dalvin will be able to have another great game. Uh, if Justin Jeff, if they decide to cover just Justin Jefferson a little bit more, give him a little bit more attention, that might open up things for Adam Thielen, which will only help us out. All right, we're done talking about the losers. Now let's talk about the winners in the Green Bay Packers. Josh, what did you see in your Green Bay Packers this last week? I saw another victory, which is always nice. Uh, final score, 37-30, but um, that was off of a field goal at the end and then an onside kick. Had some nom flashbacks during that lining up for the onside kick not gonna lie um green bay and onside kicks are not a fan favorite um it was it was a battle of the wide receiver twos no adams no thomas um but who needs them i mean you put up 30 points and let's be honest the wide receiver one in uh, new orleans is alvin kamara at this point um once again aaron Rodgers proved that the hard count works in away games this season due to the lack of fans so as long as that stays the case, have fun with hard counts um, on the because uh, it, it's worked two out of the three times now. Um, and I just want to point out that for as much injuries Minnesota's had, Green Bay is suffering just as many. Uh, Ty Summers, probably never heard of him. Who? Zero defensive. Ty Summers, 2019 seventh round draft pick, yeah, zero cool. defensive snaps until last week. And Chris Barnes, who is an undrafted free agent, who started week one of this season after being activated the Saturday before. Those are our two middle linebackers for this upcoming <laughs> game. Uh, they're going to be the elite middle linebacker crew in the NFL. Um, but yeah, overall, I was pretty happy with it. Um, obviously, Alan Lazard going out with an injury sucks. I've been praising him since last season. I thought he would be a great number two. That's why I wasn't as upset about not taking wide out in this draft. Okay. Right on. Uh, anything that you want to uh, mention? Uh, do you think that the Packers are going to beat the Falcons on Monday Night Football? Um, I mean, if this this game kind of has trap written all over it because Atlanta is a high-scoring offense. Um, I mean, at this point in time, Lazard going down hurts because he was a really good possession receiver. I don't trust MVS's hands one bit, and Adams is coming off that injury, so it's going to be kind of a um, interesting 
Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he's limited. Um, but Green Bay is the number one scoring offense, and Atlanta is the number six scoring offense. The big difference is Green Bay is the number 20 defense versus Atlanta's 31st ranked defense. So um, all they need is one good game out of that defense, and it's possible that they end up with a win on Monday. That being said, 40 points for Green Bay, 20 for Atlanta. Okay. All right. Green Bay is going to be shutting down Atlanta. We are going to be moving on to our Walters versus Jack NFL pick'em. Last week, Jack got it right with Cleveland over Washington, and Walters was wrong again. Surprise, surprise, I picked Arizona over Detroit, and they lost with a field goal as time expired. Jack is wondering if I want to pick the Chiefs or maybe a top team this week to try and get on the board. I did not take his advice. This week, I decided to pick Dallas over Cleveland. I think it's going to be a shootout of a game, and I think that Baker Mayfield is just hyped up poop. Jack this week is picking the Los Angeles Rams over the New York Giants. That's an easy pick. Uh, The Giants are a terrible, terrible football team, and the Los Angeles Rams not only have the superior offensive um, weapons, but they will just crush on defense with Aaron uh, Aaron Donald. Um, if you were to pick a matchup this week, Josh, would you? Who would you want to pick for a matchup? Like which team would these? You win? I mean, I would. I would say that the uh, I like Jack's pick, the Rams over New York. Okay. Um, they've definitely had a solid start. Um, yours is. I feel like yours is a lock as well. Um, I haven't even looked into this week's matchups other than that. So. <laughs> Not, no problem. All right. We're going to be moving on. We got our fancy outlook stuff going on now. We're going to be moving into that segment of the show. Um, I'm reading the chats here. I'm sorry. I got a little confused. All right. We're going to be moving into injury prone this week. Dallas Goddard had an um, ankle ankle fracture. Chris Carson has a knee strain. I'm not sure if he is out or if he is um, still listed as questionable. Chris Godwin is out with a hamstring. Tariq Cohen has an ACL. He's done for the year. Russell Gage is in concussion protocol along with Deontay Johnson. And surprise, surprise, Jordan Reed has an ankle injury. I never thought that he would ever be injured during a season ever. Um, Update as well, Joe Mixon got added to the... uh, Joe, Joe Mixon is questionable and it sounds like it's unlikely he plays. Okay. All right. So... Just a live update I got just just a couple minutes ago. Okay. We will be moving on to Jack's Tater Tot Hot Takes. Last week, he went one and a half for three, I believe he said. Nope, one and a half for four. He thought that Joe Burrow would ball out and be a top 15 quarterback. Well, he was the quarterback 12 last week, but he didn't get the win. Um... Of a goat rodeo of a game between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Cincinnati Bengals, they went into overtime and were not able to secure a win. So Jack was—he gives himself seventy-five percent. I'm going to give him half right. Um, his his second tater tot hot take was correct with um, Cousins being a what did he say? He said he was going to have fifteen or sixteen plus fantasy points, and Cousins finished with nineteen and a half. Deontay Johnson, he said for his other hot take, was going to be the Steelers' number one option with 12-plus points. That was incorrect. He got a concussion, so he's just saying that's a fluky pick. Austin Eckler will finish as a top-five 
running back, and he was incorrect. He was close. He had, um, he was the RB eight on the week. So close, but no cigar for Jack this week. Jack predicts that after two weeks of playing meh, Lamar Jackson is going to come out and dominate this week as a top five quarterback and as a top twenty running back this week. David Montgomery goes up against the Colts this week. And he believes that he is going to have a season-high catch. I'm sorry, he's going to be involved in the passing game and have uh, season-high catches and finish as a top 15 running back this week. And after averaging three point three points per game all season, he believes that A.J. Green is going to go off with 80 yards and a touchdown. Josh, would you have a tater tot hot take for this week? I did. I took a celebrity shot and I said, Robert Tanyan, tight end in Green Bay, is going to get 50 yards and a touchdown in the first half. Probably not do much after that. Run the ball. But um, he's, I mean, with Lazard going out, Rodgers is going to have to find someone with sure hands and he's been pretty sure handed um, for him in the past. So uh, it was, it was, it's not that bold of a stat line, but Green Bay never targets their uh, tight ends. Um, that's what I like to call a callback to a couple years ago when, when you drafted Jimmy Graham because they always target the tight ends, and that's <laughs> never the case. Yeah, I was. I think I was following Paul Charchian's advice, which... Oh, yeah. No, never, no, yep. Makes never sense. Never a good idea. <laughs> uh, on a side note, Jimmy Graham on my... Um, he is on my guillotine league, and he is crushing this year. With the Bayes. Very so, nice. Yay. All right. So we're going to be moving on to swimming upstream. Last week, Jack decided to go with Matt Stafford. He had 18 and a half points um, for the season with his quarterback streams. He has 60.25 points on the season. So averaging around 20 points a week, uh, which is good enough for quarterback nine, which is tied for Goff. Uh, on the season, so uh, he's improving from quarterback 13 last week. Um, currently, he says that there are 10 quarterbacks that are currently rostered in our league that are doing worse. I'm sorry, that would have beat five of the 12 stars. I don't, I can't follow his notes all the time. It's so confusing. I'm just going to move to what he's picking this week. He's considering this week, he's considering Breeze. He's considering Fitzmagic or Stafford, but he says at the end he's just going to play Jared Goff. I believe Jared. I don't know if Jared Goff is on our waiver wire anymore because I believe somebody picked him up in our league. So, Jack, you're going to have to pick somebody else for your swimming upstream. That's going to do it for swimming upstream. Um, If there was a quarterback that you've seen right now that is on our waivers, that you know that is on our waivers, Josh, who would you want to pick up for this week? Oh boy. Um, I guess I have no idea. I have Patrick Mahomes, so it's one of those things that I just don't necessarily yeah, you don't have to worry look about at. Um, that being said, I'm stalling so I can look it up. How are yeah, you I'm doing, folks? Right look at the so let's weather. See here. Available Beautiful. quarterbacks we do have. Um, we do have I mean, Fitzpatrick. How about Mullins? Would you start Mullins? No. He's got no, back. I would not. Um, <laughs> um, looking at just matchups and stuff, Drew Brees might be a solid option just because he does put up points. Um, 
the, I mean, even dumping it off to Elvin Kamara, he put up 23 last week. Um, Michael Thomas, I don't believe is going to play this week. So it'll be a lot of dump offs again. Um, I don't know how he would do compared to other stars at this point, but um, him and then Kirk Cousins, I feel is being projected lower than he's going to get in Houston just because they're going to um, want to get him in a rhythm early. I feel despite it not being Zimmer's game plan. Um, and he had a solid week last week. So um, yeah, one of those two, if you're struggling at QB. But, okay. I, don't know, I was looking for Joe Burrow on here, but I didn't see him. Uh, Ryan Herman, I believe, owns Joe Burrow. What was that? I believe Ryan Herman owns Joe Burrow. All right. Yeah. No, overall, no idea. All right. We're going to be moving on to purchase or pass. This week, we do have a listener voicemail, which we will get to at the end of our segment. Uh, But last week, uh, Jack wanted to point out how we did. Um, uh, When it came to Mike Davis outscoring any of the Giants running backs, we uh, picked that we had purchased it, and we were correct. Uh, Cam Newton, uh, top eight quarterback versus Las Vegas. We were both incorrect. Uh, uh, Leonard Fournette will have more than 12 points this last week. We both purchased that, and we were both incorrect. Uh, Calvin Ridley, the number one wide receiver through two weeks, uh, is a top five receiver again. We were both correct. That wasn't a hard one. And then Gronk finally scores a touchdown. We passed on that, and... We were both correct on that. So this week, Jack for us has Devontae Parker, who is a wide receiver 33 on the year. He's averaging 6.9 points per game. He thinks, or he is throwing out the purchaser pass of uh, Devontae Parker is a top 20 wide receiver this week versus Seattle. Jack says he is going to purchase that. Josh, let's kick it over to you. Are you going to purchase or pass Devontae Parker as a top 20 wide receiver this week? And 20 is a generous number there. I'm going to, I'm still going to pass on it though. Uh, just cause Seattle, um, I mean, Seattle's showing a lot of, um, they're, they're throwing the ball a lot. They're scoring a lot of points and yes, I know that that means that they're going to be throwing the ball, but Seattle's defense is also pretty solid and they're going to be expecting them to throw the ball other than Devonte Parker. They don't have many receiving threats. So I feel like that he's going to be shadowed, um, and, and covered quite well. Um, he'll probably beat his average, but I don't think he's going to be a top 20. Okay. I'm going to pass on that one as well. So Jack is the only one who is purchasing Devonte Parker as a top 20 wide receiver this week. His second option was Derrick Henry. Well, that's no longer in play since they're not playing. So we're just going to skip that one. The, th- uh, the third option that uh, we have here now is Joe Burrow and Deshaun Watson will both get their win first wins this week uh, with both looking like quarterback one options. I don't exactly know what the last half means, uh, so I'm just going to put it out there that both Burrow and Watson will not only get their first win, but they will have 17.5 points plus. Um, Are you going to purchase or are you going to pass on that? I'm going to pass just because if if Mixon is hurt and does not play, um, it's going to open up some more... um, it's going to take away one of his options. Um, Watson against Vikings. I, I do feel the Vikings are going to go in there and win. Um, and and he's, I mean, he's struggling uh, this season so far. And I do feel that uh, Bill O'Brien's holding them back. So until till that disaster of an organization is fixed, um, Watson's going to have his weeks where he 
he can take over, but I don't feel it's going to be this week. Um, as far as looking like QB one options, I guess that just depends on how the rest of the league plays. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, That's so, why I threw out a number of 17 and a half points. So. Yeah, so um, I, I'm going to pass on it. I'm going to pass as well. Uh, Joe Burrow and Tyler Boyd, even though they're looking like a more and more dynamic duo, um, I just don't don't see them being – I mean, he's a rookie. I think he's going to have a lot of ups and downs, and I think this week could be a down week for him. Everybody that offensive been, line is worse than Minnesota's, so and that's hard. keep that in mind. That's hard to do yeah. that. <laughs> um, Deshaun Watson – uh, he just looks lost out there. I mean, everybody has been saying it all year without De- DeAndre Hopkins. You just don't have that bailout option to go to. I mean, anytime he would get himself into trouble, he'd just be able to uh, look for uh, DeAndre Hopkins and chuck it down the field towards him. So I'm going to pass. Uh, Jack says he is going to purchase that Burrow and Watson get their first win and look like quarterback ones. We are now going to go to our listener voicemail. And here we go. I got it. Uh, um, uh, uh, my internet's taking a little bit longer than I expected it to. Just give me one second here. Hey, hey, shout out to the uh, the people chatting. I got Alex Williams and Ryan Herman both blowing up our chat right now in the uh, YouTube comments. So big shout out to those guys. Here we go. Yeah, hi. This is Trevor Leahy again, award-winning podcast caller. See, I had a purchase or pass topic for you guys. In fact, I'll give you two. Uh, Number one, do you think Jared Goff is an every week starter for the rest of the fantasy season and number two purchaser pass uh the minnesota vikings will win at least four games this nfl season all right thank you bye-bye all right first off trevor i know that you kind of have a nasally voice you know, that's your voice, but this year allergies have been really bad, especially for me. So I would suggest that you go get some like Zycam or something to, you know, clear out them nasal passages. Um, call back next week with uh, another purchaser pass. We appreciate your contribution a- to the show. What's up? What happened? Um, live update. Uh, Patriots Cam Newton has tested positive for COVID-19 is out for Sunday's game. Yikes, I wish I had my breaking news sounder, but I do not. So, uh, holy crap, no Cam Newton. Breaking it live here on YouTube. Thanks, Josh. We appreciate that. Um, that sucks. Well, it Going just says tested positive, so oh, I don't know if it's... Uh, it could be a false negative. I don't know if it's, or don't know if it's uh, COVID-19 or if it's, you know, tested positive for craziness due to his outfits of choice. Okay, um, let's... Let's get back to the topic at hand real quick. Jared Goff. Is Jared Goff an everyday starter this uh, for the rest of the fantasy season? No. No? Okay. He still has a bye week. <laughs> so he's 
So minus the bye week, would you start Jared Goff? Yeah, yeah. I was I was joking. Um, I feel like he is just because. I I mean, with the news that I just broke, you know, you never know when a quarterback's going to go down like that. And and um, but overall, he's been doing well through three. Um, and so he might have the same thing like uh, the um, Panthers and um, Zimmer with the every other. So two years ago, he did pretty solid. Last year was a down year, and now he's back on his pretty solids. Um, I believe Jared Goff will be a starter as well. I think that um, you're just seeing the offense, the offense, excuse me, the offense just starting to click. You have Daryl Henderson picking up slack when Cam Akers is down. Uh, Robert Woods, he he's just signed his contract and he's, he's proving why he deserves all that money and he's going to keep keep going at it hard. I really do like the options that Jared Goff has. I think even uh, Tyler Higby. I think he's a great, great, uh, great fantasy uh, tight end. Ryan is really just blowing up my chat here. He really wants to talk about fashion on our podcast. Ryan, we'll talk about fashion another time. We can have a fashion podcast. How about that? All right, we're just going to move on. How about the Vikings? Do you think the Vikings are going to get four-plus wins this year? Yes or no? Are you purchasing or passing that? I will. Uh, I'll, I'll purchase that they will get four-plus um, simply because they have some easier opponents um, coming up. Atlanta's, um, Atlanta comes to mind. Houston this week. I think that they'll, like I said before, I think they'll win. Then they have Jacksonville, Carolina, and then they play Detroit twice still. I do believe Chicago is a, um, a bad team in disguise and that they will um, come back to the, fall back to the mean. And, and so I think they could steal one there. I mean, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, you know, eight games. I think that they should be able to win four of them. Okay. Five I think of them. you guys were talking yesterday on your hood podcast about how the um, strength of schedule starts to drop for the, for the Vikings coming back right now as a Vikings fan, I'm feeling pretty down in the dumps. I just don't think that we're able to just put anything together. I think our offensive line is just hindering our offense. Uh, despite everything that Dalvin Cook is doing, he's been amazing this year. Our defense is young; they're hurt, and I just I think Z- and Zimmer, even though he has a great defense, I think his schemes can be a little too complicated, a little too little too much for these rookies. So I just think it's I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on it this year. I don't know if the Vikings will get four wins. We'll see. Um, it just it doesn't look promising through the first three weeks. Moving on, we had the water bet stuff. We're not going to be doing any of that because Jack's not here with us. So we're just going to move on to the Victoria's Secret portion of our podcast. Um, we are going to be starting with uh, the Victorious News and Notes. We have side bets last week. Ryan Herman, what happened to all my notes? I've got blank pages here. This is fantastic. Oh, man. Here we go. I got it now. Week three, <laughs> Ryan wins the week three smallest margin of victory, the close shave. He won it with 5.32 points this last week. There was only one other game within 20 points. I think Jack was saying that all of the matchups this week's this week's this week were blowouts. The this week's matchup, I'm sorry, this week's um, side bet is the sucks to suck side bet. It is the highest scoring losing team. I just call it the biggest losers. Um. Jack is going to guess that 
the Tyler and Katie matchup um, will be that that'll be the matchup that determines the highest loser. Do you have a prediction on who is going to win or which matchup will be involved with the sucks to suck side bet? Mm, I, I would say that that's a safe one. They both put up points this year. Um, Tyler has the most points in the league, I believe. And then when Katie and I played, she had a really solid um, output of um, from her players. So yeah, I think that that's a safe one. Um, I would say mine and Jay's, but uh, I don't know if Jay's going to have enough to field the team um, <laughs> after after Godwin and Fournette are declared out as well. So yeah, that sucks. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do think it's going to be between Tyler and Katie. Do you think that dude's just given up on the season? Oh yeah, I bet he's already started stretching and training for the combine drills. <laughs> yes. All right. We're going to be moving on to the Jack of all trades. Last week we broke on the podcast that Foster and Tyler uh traded uh made a trade. Foster traded away Hayden Hurst and Julio Jones for George Kittle and Alan Lazard. Um Kittle and Julio were both out last week. Um Foster lost Goddard, so George Kittle is going to be great for him. Uh unfortunately, Alan Lazard is not going to be playing this week it doesn't look like. Uh, with Julio, I, I don't know if Julio's is Julio back this week. I think he's back this week. I think yeah, Julio and Ridley are both in um, practicing. Okay. Um, Jack thinks that uh, he thought that he gave up a lot for essentially just getting Kittle. Um, he obviously Jack obviously doesn't have any faith in Alan Lazard. I don't know how you feel about that, but um, so he just thinks that. Uh, I'm guessing from his notes, he's saying that Tyler may have won this trade. Um, we are going to be getting into our next segment, which I do have a drop for. Say my name, say my name. So uh, Jack is saying that we still have nine to 12 teams here week four that have actually changed their name from the draft. The only change last week was um, for Jack. Actually, there was two changes. Um, keeping the theme of TV shows for Jack. Um, Jack uh, changed his name to Rules of Engagement for uh, the player Russell Gage. So, Jack, I like it. I think it's a, I think it's a decent fantasy team name. And Foster, I guess Foster changed it last week to Newton's Law. So, Foster just coming in with the classic, classic Foster names. We're going to be moving on to our Add and Drops segment. Cassie purchased Brian Hill for $20 last week. Foster purchased Brandon Ayuk for $10 last week. Jay got T. Higgins for $10. Cassie also spent $10 for Jimmy Graham. Uh, Jordan spent $3 for Jared Goff. Nice pickup, Jordan. Alex picks up the Rams defense for $2. And Josh, you picked up Will Lutz for $1. Are you excited for your pickup? I mean, yeah, he's going to score more points than my kicker who's on uh, who got hurt. So, hey, I don't that mind works. Will Lutz. He usually finishes as a top three kicker. Yes, yes, he does. All right, we're going to be moving into our victory formation here, which means that we are going to be swapping over to here, and we're going to be transitioning over to here. Josh, we're going to be going over our matchups, and I'm actually going to let you talk about your matchup, and we're doing your matchup first. So why don't we talk about how you did last week in your matchup? 
Um, well, I played Jordan, um, Battle of the Undefeateds, 2-0. Um, I, I, I was expecting to lose uh, going into the Monday night game. I did not expect Mahomes to put up 40. And I got to say that he put up 40 early. So, or not 40, but he put up enough early. So I didn't have to stress about it as much. Um, Zeke kettled down week, but James Robinson, my boy, kept me in it with a 25-point game. Um, right? Am I reading that correct? The red box there? Yep. Okay. Um, Hopkins put up another solid performance. Deontay Johnson got hurt early, um, but thankfully, um, my guys, James Robinson and Patrick Mahomes kind of made up for a lot of that. Um, and Young Ho Koo got hurt. Not a bad output from the Browns either. Um, overall, Jordan's team did score well. I can't read this, whatever. It's as blurry as can be. So I'm going to pull up my phone real quick. Yeah, that's what I'm doing too. Um, I think if you're watching the stream, you should be able to read it. I don't know why it's so blurry for you, though. I apologize. I'll do my best. Um, Jordan had 93. Um, he had more consistent output with his team from what I'm seeing in first glance. Juju put up 12. Eckler put up 20. Big Ben put up 19. Um, a hot rod Blankenship put up 11. So overall, it was just it just came, came down to a couple of players on my team that um, way outperformed their um, projection, a.k.a. Patrick Mahomes and James Robinson. Yeah, I know. James Robinson was insane for you. All right, we're going to be moving on here. Uh, let's see here. The next matchup we have here is Tyler versus Ben. Tyler crushed Ben 134.3 to Ben's 108.06. Russell Wilson was insane in the membrane again with 36.8 points. Dalvin Cook had a massive 23.9. Michael Gallup went off this week at 19.8 points. And his defense, the Indy defense, had 25 points. Ridiculous, Tyler. Over on Ben's side of the ball, Deshaun Watson had 17 points. Nick Chubb had a nice 23 points. Aaron Jones, 14.6. DK Metcalf had a nice showing with 15. And then Jarek McKinnon had 13.7 points. Uh, I believe he got injured in the game and left during the game. Um, that will do it for Tyler versus Ben. And we're going to move on to Katie versus Jay. And Josh, you want to take that one? Yeah, Katie had Lamar put up 14, but Alvin Kamara kind of salvaged that low output by putting up 32 almost. Um, she also had um, David Johnson put up 10 and a half, and then Robbie Gold, kicker with 14. Uh, Jay, on the opposite side, I should say Katie scored 109.18 total points. Jay's 71.62 is not enough to, to win. Jay had Aaron Rodgers put up uh, nearly a third of his points with 24 and a half. Um, and then Chris Godwin, who is out this week, put up 12 and a half. Um, and then he also had a nice kicker. Uh, Matt Prater put up 14. Sony Michelle on his bench had 14. And Rex Burkhead on his bench had 28. Ouch. Just got to shout that out. Yeah. Yep. Ouch. <laughs> All right. We're going to be moving on. We have, we have Ryan versus Cassie. Ryan nearly beat, uh, barely beat Cassie 105.7 to 101.3. Gardner Minshew had a down day of 9.2 points, but Clyde Edward-Alaire and Todd Gurley both had respective days coming in at 13.4 and 14.2 points. Tyler Lockett had a massive three-touchdown game with 28 points. Tyler Boyd had a nice game at 12.5 uh, 12 points. And then moving over to Cassie's side, Dak Prescott had a massive game at 27.5 points. James Conner had a nice output of 20.9. Uh, Tyreek Hill, 16. Cooper Cup, 16.5. 
And that is going to do it for the Ryan and Cassie matchup. And uh, Foster versus, versus Jack okay. is what I'm seeing next. Uh, yeah, I can move over to that one. I do um, both. Um, I'm reading some of Jack's notes here. It looks like both of them had ugly games. Um, nothing too impressive. Other than, um, Foster had Derrick Henry put up 25. Uh, he also had the New England defense put up 14. Um, Cam Newton only put up 11. Uh, Mason Crosby though put up 16. Jack had Matt Ryan put up 11, so evenly matched quarterbacks. He did not have a running back score over seven. Um, which is kind of that big discrepancy and probably why Foster took the win. But he had Allen Robinson put up 18, um, and then the Tampa Bay defense had 17 for him. Right on. Sorry to those who cannot see Jack's matchup. I did not do the picture for it this week, so my apologies. We're just going to move on to my matchup. I played Alex this last week, and I crushed Alex. It was 113.64 points to Alex's 81.5. On Alex's side of the ball, he had uh, Kyler Murray had 21.5 points. Kareem Hunt had 12.5 points. Uh, Antonio Gibson had 10 points. Devin Singletary had 12 points. And looking on his bench, he had Henderson and Mo Alley Cox, both with double digit points. Along with Galladay, he had double digit points as well. So that hurts. That hurts for Alex a little bit. On my side, Josh Allen, 30, uh, 31.24 points. Mike Davis had 15 points. Mike Evans had 12.2 points. Robert Woods had 16.4. And Stephon Diggs had 10.9 points. Locking up the victory for myself. I love it. We are going to be moving into... Now we are going to be moving into our standings here real quick. I just got to get back there. League and standings. Josh, you're undefeated, man. Damn straight. Yeah, you're sitting number one right now at 3-0 with 350 points for through three weeks. Tyler's sitting in second place, 2-1. Uh, and one. I'm in third place at 2-1. and one. Ben is in fourth place at 2-1. and one. Jordan is in fifth place at 2-1. and one. And Ryan is in sixth place at 2-1. and one. Rounding out the bottom six, we got Katie, Foster, Cassie, Jack, Alex, those five members are at one and two, and Jay is at zero oh and three. Tough break, Jay. Happy to see you on the YouTube's doing the combine video uh, next season for sure. Yeah. Um. So I'm just going to take a moment here to kind of segue into a little segment I like to call the Curse of the Victoria's Secret Podcast. Oh, really? Yep. So. I joined the league in 2016. Okay. That, that was, and that was the first year of the podcast, correct? If this sure. is season four? Yeah, yeah, season four. So, yeah, you're right. Yep. We were, uh, we were sitting at Al's bar in, the, in yep. his basement with the little voice recorder in the center of the bar before we had all these yep. mics and stuff. Yep. And I was an avid listener and contributed in the group me chat. Four and nine. That was my record that season. Okay. 2017. Second year of the podcast, another avid listener contributed, you know, five and eight. Curse of the Cody. That was my record. 2018, started to kind of, I listened still pretty regularly, contributed, but I didn't listen every week like usual. Six and seven. 
All right. 2019. 2019. Didn't listen to a single episode other than the team breakdown. Eight and five, second place finish. Well, hold on. The victorious POD, not only my podcast was cut off halfway through, but Alex stopped halfway through as well. So can you really can you really count that? I think that when <laughs> I think that when it officially shut down for good last season is when I started winning games to bring me to the playoffs for second oh, place. Oh, okay. All right. And so this season I have yet to listen to a, a single I've listened to about ten seconds of the podcast. And I am three and oh. That hurts. Did you at least subscribe? So I'm just going to go ahead and say that I'm never listening to you guys again. Oh, wow. So how do you feel about being asked to be a co-host today and having to listen through all this garbage? Um, I feel like it leads into the matchup breakdowns quite well, where it says <laughs> a trap game for me against Jay, and Jay will come out on top. That that If that happens, then you know that 2020 is cursed for sure. And we're going to get into our pickums here or our matchup breakdowns here real quick. I just wanted to uh, go over our Victoria's Secret um, uh, League pick'em game where we have we pick our fantasy players. This week, Ryan jumps up to 18 points with a 7-point week. Cassie is right behind him with 17. K- Katie has 15. Jack and Jordan are tied at 13. Alex and Tyler are tied at 10. And Walter's bringing up the rear with 7 points. We are going to be moving on to our matchup previews. And I just need to do this. I need to, oh, not that. Do, do, do. And we're going to do that off. Matchup previews on. Okay. And here we go. All right. Our first matchup that we have, <clears throat> if I can, if I can read this here. Oh, there goes my microphone. Cool. Jack, you want to, or Josh, you want to start it off? I should, yeah, I can. Um, so the first match, who did you pull up? Um, I had Jay versus Josh. Okay, so we have Jay, Benny and the Jets, versus Josh, Nuke Skywalker. Uh, Jay's projected 79 and a half, ishy, versus Josh's 108.4. Yay. Um, I guess if I were to pick a team to win, I would pick me. But like I said, the podcast is cursed. Being on it's going to curse me, and I'm going to lose. Um, it also, depending on what happens with this whole Cam Newton and COVID-19 situation, um, if that game is at risk of being canceled, I would be without Patrick Mahomes. So that's fun. Um, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see what happens. Overall, I do like my odds, even if this podcast is cursed. All right, so we're going to talk a little bit about who has the advantages. Um, Josh, you literally have all the advantages except for the wide wide receiver two spot for Jay, in which um, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, will take the advantage um, for your matchup. And we're actually going to be moving on to the next matchup, which is Ryan versus Foster. Ryan, he... Oh man, I wish I could read this. Ryan is the four and a half point favorite here. He has the let's see here. The advantage goes to Foster with Cam Newton. Well, we'll see how that goes. Actually, that's not happening at all. Uh, so I'm assuming Ryan with Joe Burrow is going to have the advantage. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Todd Gurley are going to have the advantages at the running back. Tyler Lockett and Tyler Boyd 
coming in, uh, the advantages for wide receiver there. Foster, George Kittle has the advantage there. And then for the flex, uh, Devontae Parker, it looks like for Ryan. Um, do you do you feel that Ryan is going to pull this one out, or who do you pick to win in this matchup, Josh? Well, I mean, having uh, Melvin Gordon for Foster put up 25. He has Ryan Fitzpatrick in there right now. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Foster actually sneaks a win out on this one. I do think that um, I do think that he's gonna have just because um, he has the quarterback that's throwing to both two of um, Ryan's pass catchers. So that'll kind of even out some of the points there. So um, I feel like Ryan's gonna. Um, struggle, not struggle, but I feel like Foster is going to take the win out. Okay, right on. We are going to be moving on here to Katie and Tyler. I will go through the advantages again. So Tyler has the advantage at quarterback with Russell Wilson. He also has the RB1 and 2 with Delvin Cook and Chris Carson. Katie comes in with the wide receiver um, advantages with wide receiver 1 and 2 with DJ Moore and Will Fuller. Uh, tight end for Tyler, uh, Hayden Hurst gets the advantage, and Tyler's flex, Julio Jones, will also get the advantage this week. Tyler coming in at the, I can't read it. I think it's, oh, it's a half point. Half point, uh, he has the half point. Uh, he's a half point favorite. So I'm trying to say words are tough. Words are very, very tough. How do you, how do you see this matchup going? I think it's going to be a high-scoring matchup. I mean, we've already kind of alluded to it before with uh, them being the closest matchup or Katie being the highest-scoring um, – Katie or Tyler being the high, highest-scoring loser. Um, I do think that Katie having Noah Font and the Broncos' defense only put up a combined 9.5 on Thursday night is going to hurt her. Um, so I do think that Tyler is going to come out on top. Had we done this prior – to this um, to this game, I would have gone probably with Katie because I I was high on Font and uh, the Broncos defense this week, but they underperformed. Right on. Um, for those who are listening and want to know, I'm not going to be going over everybody's picks this week. Um, I forgot to do it in the first couple matchups. We're just going to move on without it, and we will update you next episode how this week went with the fantasy pick'em. Um. We are going to be moving on to the next matchup, which is going to be Ben and Jordan. If I got it here, I do. <clears throat> ben is here. Ben is the, he is the, gosh, I can't even read it. I think it's 9.2. I think he is, Ben is the 9.2 favorite. He has Deshaun Watson, who is has the advantage this week. He also has the running back one and two advantage with Aaron Jones and Nick Chubb. Jordan has a wide receiver um, one um, favorite uh, with Kelvin uh, Ridley. The wide receiver two will go to DK Metcalf on Ben's side. The tight end goes to... Is that Hawkinson? That's Jared Cook. Jared Sorry. Cook or Darren Waller? Yeah, it's Jared. Yeah, that's Jordan. Jordan has Darren Waller. That's okay. advantage. And then Jarek McKinnon's flex for Ben it takes the advantage there. How do you see this matchup going? This one's going to, I think that this is going to be a nail biter and I don't, I, Jordan's going to have another um, nail bite finish. Um, I'm trying to look and see if Ben has any Monday night players. He does. He has Aaron Jones. Um, and so I feel like, 
No one, and he has and Jordan has Calvin Ridley. So it'll be another one that comes down to the Monday night game. Obviously, I don't think that either of them are going to have a commanding lead before then. So it'll be um, up to Calvin Ridley or Aaron Jones to take one of them to victory. Definitely going to go with the homer here and say Ben's going to eke it out with Aaron Jones um, getting quite a lot of volume this week. Uh, yeah, I'm going to... My pick this week was to pick Jordan to be the winner, so uh, we're going to go with that. Um, let's see here. Our next matchup that we have is going to be Cassie versus Alex. It's right there. Cassie. Cassie is the underdog in this one by three and a half points. Three and a half points. Alex has the advantage at quarterback with Kyler Murray. Uh, Kenyon Drake up for Cassie has the RB1. RB2 will go to Kareem. Nope, not Kareem Hunt. Daryl Henderson for Alex. The wide receiver one goes to Cassie, Tyreek Hill. Wide receiver two goes to Alex, Michael Thomas, but he's not playing, so that's been changed. Uh, the tight end goes to Cassie with Hunter Henry, and then Alex's flex, Devin Singletary, will take it. Um, who do you think comes out on top between Alex and Cassie this week? Well, if Cassie keeps playing the Vikings defense, I'm going to have to go with Alex. Um, so... And then Tyreek Hill, um, depending on what hap- whatever, I mean, this Cam Newton news could affect just everybody in that game because who knows what happens with the rest of the Patriots. If, if they have enough people test positive, it could be another postponement. Um, and if that happens to Tyreek Hill, um, it would be an easy victory for Alex. Um, I am going to say Alex has um, enough advantage in his lineup uh, that he gets the win. Um, I'm going to be picking Alex as well in this matchup. So we are going to agree on that one. We are coming up to our last matchup of the week. It is me versus Jack. Oh, that's why he's not here. You killed him. No, I did not kill. I did not kill Jack. <laughs> uh, all right. As of right now, Jack. Jack has the advantage right now. I need to have my eyes tested here. But I do have the advantage at quarterback with Josh Allen. His running back one and two take it with Josh Jacobs and Joe Mixon. My wide receiver one and two take it with Mike Evans and Robert Woods. My tight end, Travis Kelsey, will take it. My flex and Stephon Diggs will take it as well. Uh, This is going to be a close matchup, but I am picking myself to win. Um, Josh, how do you feel about this matchup? Um, I'm as I look at this now, um, I do think that it's I do th- this is going to be another close one. I do think that you have the overall advantage with your players, especially if Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs connect. Um, they he has Josh Jacobs and Joe Mixon. Josh Jakes, Jacobs has been kind of banged up. Um, Buffalo puts up a lot of points as well, so they may be throwing the ball more in for the Las Vegas Raiders, um, eliminating some of Josh Jacobs' value. Um, Joe Mixon is a player that I haven't been high on at all um, this year or last year, despite his new contract. Um, And so I I don't think that even, and now with his questionable tag, I don't think that he's going to do very well. Um, So the running backs could be a lot closer scoring for both of you guys than one would expect when you have Naheem Hines and Mike Davis as your RB1 and 2. Yeah, that's um, So I do think that you're going to pull out a win here. 
Heck yeah, man. Sweet. All right. That is going to do it for all of our matchup um, recaps and our, our matchup previews, actually. And we're going to transfer back over to here and boom. Cool. We are now going to be moving on to. Come on. Come on. Come on. All right. We are going to be moving on to our guillotine league real quick. Last week, week three, the elimination was Rob Walmau. Uh, that would be, I have an obituary wrote up for him, and I'll read it here right now. On the night of September 28, 2020, the League of Enzim We Trust lost one of its most distinguishing member, distinguished members, Rob Walmau, father to the Twitch god himself, Jordan Wow Rex Walmau. Uh, Rob Rob's football team, consisting of Stefan Diggs, Aaron Jones, Mike Evans, and Philip Lindsay, led him to his horrifying death by decapitation and will be missed by all in the league. RIP Rob. Um, I didn't want to do all the available players this week. I know, like I just stated, Stefan Diggs, Aaron Jones, Philip Lindsay, and Mike Evans became available in the league. They were all picked up. Um, I got Stefan Diggs. Josh, did you pick anybody up this week in your guillotine league? Nope, I had I I had well I did technically because Janu Smith being on the Titans, he's not available anymore, so I had to pick up a tight end. I picked up Robert Tanyan, uh, just because tight ends are trash, and I just went with one that I that might do well this week. Um, plus, he had a decent week last week, um, so that's my only pickup throughout the season. Um, I did submit a bid for Aaron Jones, um, but I wasn't going to break the bank for it. Did not expect him to go for six hundred dollars, especially with the bye week five. So Foster, I believe, picked him up, and he should keep him alive for one more week. But if he's near the bottom of the totem pole without Aaron Jones, um, week five could be a struggle. Notable standings this week. Josh, you are in first place with 471 points through three weeks. You are just killing it. Tyler is in second place with 419 points. Alex is in third place with 370 points. That is insane. There is a 99-point swing between you and third place. That is just crazy. Jack, how's, is it, how's math work? Isn't that 99? Nope, that's 101. 101 points. Math is tough, okay. dude. Math is tough. <laughs> All right, uh, Jack is in fifth place with 350 points. Uh, is Ben Hotmail 69? I believe so. Okay, he is in sixth place with 342 points. I'm in seventh place with. 326 points and then foster is bringing up the rear right now with 276 points is there anything else you want to mention on our guillotine league no i mean the standing thing is cool but um overall it doesn't matter because as you see here between you and ben cobb um had technically would have been um placed there and he's eliminated so um it just goes to show you know this week could could um turn out to be you know mine Tyler's or Alex's time to hit the chop block and and that could be that so who cares about the number of total points <laughs> I would agree um, I just I thought it was interesting or just an update to see how, yeah how no for sure um I also just want to point out that um seeing that this is a church production church thing um it's it's goes without saying that the application is gonna the app on your phone is gonna be trash because it's something that uh church put out uh, the website and the app is very, very difficult. I wouldn't say difficult. It is. It's not clean. It's. I just don't. I don't like the acquisition process. I don't. I don't like these bidding group things. It's just like 
there's a few yeah. things that could be done to make it a better product, but I do think that the concept of the Guillotine League is a lot of fun, so I think there is a win there. I just Absolutely. think that the execution of the website just needs to be adjusted a little bit. Looking at our uh, yeah. stream chat real quick before we move on, Jack Vickers has commented in. He goes, where's Jack? We want Jack back, and Jack... Yeah, we want you back too because you're the one who can read your notes. I cannot read your notes very well. So, yeah, as soon as you can get back, that'd be great. We're going to be moving on to our Dynasty League. This is going to be our last segment before we dip on out of here. Um, the, the Deflate These Balls uh, Dynasty League. This is Jack and I's first year doing a Dynasty League. Um, I have not done well this year. Last week, I played Josh. I beat Josh. In fact, I destroyed Josh. Josh's team was completely hurt the whole week in the in our sleeper league. Overall, I've played Josh twice in over two different uh, leagues this year, and I'm one and one against him. I finally got my first win in the Dynasty League, and COVID is now affecting Derrick Henry this week for me in my Dynasty League, so we'll see how that goes. Josh, do you want to say anything about your uh, Dynasty team? Uh, we have... 18 total roster spots, something like that, right? I think so. Um, I'm looking at my team right now, and I have eight that are out or have COVID designations or are on, on the IR. <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah, it's been a pretty pretty fun season for me. I was shocked to be 2-0 after uh, two weeks. Um, but yeah, Kenyon Drake is my RB1 and Sony Michelle is my RB2 at this point. So Ouch. it's just an absolute dumpster fire of a roster. I should have taken the garlic approach and just started to tank. Um, <laughs> but whatever. I am playing the tank himself this week. So I should finish. I should get three and one. Right on. Josh, we did it. We made it through our whole our whole podcast, and I also realized that I did not record an audio version of this podcast, so I'm going to have to take the YouTube audio and throw it up on our website. Uh, actually, on the Anchor yikes. website. Yeah, the big yikes. That's all right. It's going to be A-OK. -okay. Josh, thank you so much for coming in and helping me out this week. I want to thank everybody for watching us. I want to thank Ryan Herman for blowing up my chat all uh, all podcast long. Uh, we, love, we love everybody in our Victoria's Secret League. We love all of our followers. Josh, any final thoughts for the podcast? Um, butter both sides of the bread when you make grilled cheese. You heard it here, folks. All right, everybody, have a great Saturday. Have a great weekend. Stay safe out there. COVID is a real thing, as Garlic would say. And we will catch you all next week. Peace out, everybody. HiddenOaksOverdose.com, HiddenOaksOverdose Football Fix Podcast. You heard it here, Hidden. folks. HiddenOaksOverdose.com. Bye. Bye.